In a time when skepticism about data, security, and AI is in the news, carefully considering how your brand appears in its application is a conversation that every brand marketer, designer, and technologist should be having. From VSA Partners, this is AI Plus Design, a podcast about the merging relationship of artificial intelligence and design. I'm Scott Tyson, Interaction Design Lead at VSA Partners. We're here today with two leaders from Morningstar, Anne Young and Cynthia Peckron. Anne is Head of Technology for Global Retirement and Workplace Solutions. Cynthia is Director of Quantitative Research and Program Management. Together, they're combining the powers of design, data, and technology to enhance the products and services Morningstar offers to individual investors, financial advisors, asset managers, and institutional investors in the private capital markets. Welcome, Cynthia and Anne. We're excited to be here at Morningstar's offices. Thanks, Scott. Pleased to have you. Oh, thanks. So Morningstar is is legendary, especially in Chicago, uh, being deeply embedded in design. It's been at the core of your business since day one, maybe even before it was really trendy, even in the financial groups. Talk to us a little bit about these design roots. You know, one of the things that attracted me to Morningstar when I was um, kind of looking around the market, especially in the fintech space, is that Morningstar as a startup since 1984, so 34 years or so, um, Design is part of our DNA. It's just been there. Like, it's not something that we do, like, later on or an afterthought. It is, like, the lens and how we look at things. Um, and I thought that was really interesting because um, as a technologist, I like things that are elegantly designed. Mm-hmm. From a front-end design perspective, so previously in my last role, um, I was on our cloud platform, which is our institutional platform, mm-hmm. where most of our products are hosted and we serve all the primary user personas. A lot of the uh, design, because it's so central, would inform a lot of the ways that we manage our data and centralize and utilize our technology. So to Anne's point, not only is it uh, not an afterthought, but it's driving a lot of the other decisions we make. Um, And our technologists also have to learn not only to adapt, but learn how to accommodate a lot of the design decisions. Yeah, I mean, from a day-to-day work perspective, you'll see that um, in every area of our like different lines of business, our design teams are present. Mm-hmm. Um, like we, you know, on our software engineering teams, um, we always have design um, resources and designers integrated into our software engineering squads. Um, so that starts, and they usually are the ones that are leading the discussion, right? Working with our product managers um, and our clients to understand how we can enable the best user experience. It's been really interesting as you've seen other financial institutions and companies fold design groups into their culture now, where Morningstar really began that way really from the start with a logo by Paul Rand and AIGA medalists who are, are helping to like design the place and the interfaces and, and everything else. It's, it's really great. So, I mean, clearly the brand is important to, to Morningstar. It's, it's a really signature aesthetic and it's also an ethos, right? How do you weave brand and design into the digital products you're making, especially a brand in the financial world where there are really big issues like security and trust as part of that overall perception of those companies? I mean, I am always like thinking about as a new person coming in to Morningstar, 
um, our mission, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I think our mission is really core to our brand, right? Our mission is to create great products that help investors reach their financial goals. Like it's very simple, but then when you think about when you try to unpack that, like what does that mean, right? Um, you know, we want them to be able to say, hey, we trust Morningstar. Investors trust Morningstar because they know that we're going to be independent in how we approach um, investing. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to bring to them um, products that have data integrity and analytics and our intelligence behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, you know, when we think about those things, you know, that core mission, um, I, you know, and being design as part of our DNA, I think it's just pretty easy to say that that's the brand and that's reflective and we stay true to it. Yeah. Right. That's kind of our guiding principle. If you say like the core mission, uh, with I think um, I've been present for the less glamorous parts of some of the product design, like security, right? Which, like, no one's like, oh, cool security system. But uh, it's certainly an expectation, especially in this era. As you mentioned, people are so sensitive to that. So um, I've been present for a lot of the pen tests that we'll do for security. And often we'll be in a prototype stage with a big institutional client. Mm -hmm. And our policies or systems are more rigorous than their existing ones. Mm. When design is trickling down in that way, there's, um, I think, an extreme appreciation for this sensitivity to security. Um, And then in terms of brand and transparency and enabling investors, uh, you know, we have a lot of our ESG data that is also, I think, giving us a lot of a sense of comfort with the end investor and even with an institutional investor. If I'm an investor, I know that I can find out how I can uh, do the most noble or um, achieve this goal of things I believe in and providing that transparency, which is not limited to that aspect of ESG. Um, but I think that that aspect of our brand about allowing and enabling others to do the ethical or um, invest based on their convictions is also really uh, showing the brand in a, in a very important way. Kind of connecting with the individual desires of those investors, their personality types, the things, the personalization of the way they want to invest is part of what you're saying is part of what's always been true about Morningstar too. Yep, that's yeah. correct. And being that unbiased third party, right? We um, we pride ourselves in be- being there for our investors. Yeah, yep. that's good. So the idea of Morningstar introducing machine learning and AI software into the workplace, how does that affect the brand narrative? How does that affect the things that you broadcast externally or to your clients in terms of what it's delivering for you? Well, I would say that data is really the backbone of Morningstar. I mean, that's kind of where we started. Um, And through the years, we have evolved and um, technology has become a very big part of, you know, the brand and our narrative around that. Um, And being able to leverage the data um, for the artificial intelligence or machine learning algorithms that we create, especially like in Cynthia's team, Mm -hmm. um, 
it's kind of like what we do. Like it's just kind of like when I think about Morningstar as a company, I don't know if people know, know that that's kind of like. And when we talk about oh machine learning AI,、mm-hmm. it sounds really trendy and everybody's trying to do it. Right. But that's like where we started. Like you know, if you think about, I think the difference is that you know when we had our intellectual property back 30 years ago, when we start leveraging data to create. Um, you know, analysis and recommendations on funds and things like that. The next step was really, hey, how do we <laughs> leverage technology to do that at scale、yeah. and bring those solutions、um, to our customers more effectively, and and for them to be able to leverage it. And I think that's the big piece of how we see machine learning and AI playing into what we do is how do we scale this, right? Because I think、um, one of the interesting things that Um, Cynthia and I talked about for Morningstar's like quant rating、um, mm-hmm. service that we provide is that、right. we have analysts that are doing this. Like we have the intellectual property, but how do we leverage AI and machine learning algorithms to do this at scale? Right, and that's kind of like where we see this going, and、um, you know, solutions that are already in the market for that. Cynthia, you were part of the team behind the Morningstar quantitative rating. Which is a machine learning model that mimics the decision-making process of your analysts to rate the funds. Can you tell our listeners more about the ratings? So the Morningstar quantitative rating came out of the quantitative research team,、uh, and quantitative research and、uh, our managed research team all belong under this bigger umbrella. We are looking at some of the IP that Anne's discussing that our manager research team puts together. So this is our group of analysts. And they're evaluating funds, providing those analyst ratings. Well, there's so much nuance to be captured in the data that they're looking at, and then how they're making their assessments or providing those ratings. So the Morningstar quantitative rating was、uh, a way to capture the human process of making that decision、yeah. and scaling it. So we. Really look at the uncovered fund universe, and when I say that our analyst rating is only available for a certain number of funds because we only have a certain number of humans that do it, right? Right. So, With so much time in the day, right? Yeah. So the quantitative rating was really to make as best as we can recreate that human decision making process using AI. To expand our coverage and provide that same transparency on the broader fund universe. So, what kind of numbers are you like? What's the scale improvement? How many more funds can the system look at?、Uh, I mean, it's it's the remainder of it's the remainder、Everything、of the、else. universe. So, <laughs> yes, yeah. So, like, I don't know if I'm on having a quiz about like how many funds are there yeah, yeah, in the world. It's just、um, all of them. Yes, it's all of them. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Okay, so some of the groups working on this within the organization, how are they structured, and how how do you all think about incorporating these these elements into what you offer? Well, let me start with like、um, like Cynthia's team,、um, the quant team. That's where the concentration of the data scientists are, right? Like the data scientists that they understand. Kind of Python scripting and how、mm-hmm. to leverage that and leverage the different libraries that are available there to kind of slice up the data and organize it in a way and and use it. So the expertise is really in our core quant teams.、Um, but when we think about you know teams and businesses、um, across Morningstar, like for example, in our software engineering team,、yeah. 
um, whenever we are working with our product managers to create a new feature or just to improve on an existing feature, we are thinking about ways to leverage the data science team. Like how can we unlock more of what's in the data to help us um, build the solution? Um, so one of the ways of me actually coming in contact with Cynthia coming into Morningstar was we had you know, a use case where we're trying to um, f find a solution in our software engineering teams. And one of the things that came up was, hey, how can we potentially leverage the data we have and, and the quant teams and the data scientists there to help us, yeah. you know, make this better or help mm -hmm. us uncover a better solution or a better way of doing something. And sometimes when you're informed by, you know, the data, that solution would be so much better. So just having that knowledge you know, of the data and knowing that, hey, this is how we build our products um, helps drive us um, to that. So, like, you know, our data science team is a central team, but, like, the way that we operate, there's really no boundaries in terms of, you know, like, the separate team doing one specific thing. We, we're working pretty seamlessly right now as a group on this use case that we were looking at earlier in our retirement management space. Mm -hmm. uh, Cynthia, if you want to add yeah, on to that. I think to Anne's uh, point earlier about the expectation that data is so central to Morningstar's brand, I think additionally product owners, designers, all the teams really know that they're likewise responsible for being very familiar with their data and then imagining early uh, designing early, building early to be able to capture that data with the idea that they are going to leverage um, or potentially leverage a more centralized resource like someone from my team. Um, but the, the expectation is surely that we should be designing to be able to leverage that data to improve the products, to mm -hmm. be able to arrive at solutions. Yeah. And I do find that within Morningstar, um, you know, even though we were a startup 30 plus years ago, mm -hmm. we still are very, like, operating very closely. Like, I've worked in an, a lot of different companies where it's hard to kind of break the boundaries across different teams. Right. But I find that in Morningstar, it's pretty easy to say, hey, you know, we have this use case. We're thinking about this. Can someone from your team help us? And it's just, yeah, like, we let's, you know, work on this together. Let's do it. Um, so I think that also helps, like, you know, like that's part of our culture. That's how we work, how we collaborate. Um, so. So even even the design of the teams, you know, intentionally focused on in service of the data and the end user is a part of how you guys keep that mix together all the time. Yep. Breaking those barriers and making sure that it's a microcosm of, of the, the skill sets. So that kind of leads up into this next question, which is which is how do you stay true to this Morningstar brand while trying to innovate on the things you offer? I think that one is you know leads us back to the mission question, which is uh, makes it actually very easy. I think if you don't have a very cause-driven mission yeah. sometimes that it can be hard to or it can be easy to deviate from that but I think with the with the mission to be to provide this transparency to do the right thing by the investor it makes it uh, more obvious that you should be um, you know looking for clean design you're responsible for making sure your data is secure you're responsible for making sure your data uh, 
could be leveraged for ways to do the next innovative thing, to provide the next way to cover more of what we do using our unique IP, uh, like the Morningstar quantitative rating or our ESG data. Uh, I think that the space for an objective voice who has the investor in mind is uh, big and welcomed, especially in this environment. So um, we're making it look easy, I guess, because it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like goes back to the mission. Agree with you know Cynthia and everything we do when we develop our products is we ask the question: It's like, will this help our investors reach their financial goals? And if it's something that's a yes, then we kind of pursue it pretty, like, I feel like our teams are very relentless in, in driving that. It's like, yeah. okay, well, how do we make it better? Like how we have a group of perfectionistic people that work here. <laughs> That's nice. It's, it's really, it's interesting to hear about the teams, the makeup, the ethos, and the philosophy behind all of that and how it's all come together and remains true for you. I don't think it's that easy for so many people. And the ability to just keep looking at tools and, and the future in order to kind of keep that focus is, is fantastic. So it's congratulations to you guys on, on that ability to, to keep going. It's been great talking to you all. Uh, thanks for giving us some time about, you know, Morningstar's brand, the projects you're working on. We, we wish you the best with like all of that information and how to keep pushing the edge of what you can offer. And thanks. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>